You're listening to the Quince podcast. It seems like every year like clockwork Delhi NCR is blanketed in smog in the winter months and AQI levels in different parts of the capital spike through the roof. This year despite there being a strict enforcement on bursting firecrackers Delhi woke up to a thick smog the day after Diwali and the AQI remained at a severe level for days till 14 November when it reduced to very poor. Even the Supreme Court had to step in and pull up the Delhi government. A three-judge bench comprising of Chief Justice N C Ramana sought to know what measures the centre and the Delhi government are taking to control pollution. In the hearing, the S C also contemplated measures like placing the entire city under a lockdown or an odd-even system of managing vehicular traffic. But how significant are these band-aid nature of measures? And fingers, of course, were also pointed towards stubble burning in Punjab and Haryana. However, this time the tables turned as contribution of stubble burning to Delhi's pollution was reportedly only 10%. But can we always place the blame on farmers when it comes to air pollution in the capital? Is there a win-win solution for all parties? To discuss Delhi's air pollution crisis and the measures suggested by the Supreme Court, for today's episode we spoke to Santosh Harish, a fellow at the Centre for Policy Research focusing on energy and environment issues. Get tuned in to the big story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Emmat. The Supreme Court and the Delhi government on 13 November deliberated in court on the measures required to curb the alarming pollution levels in the national capital. Terming it as a quote-unquote emergency situation was clamping down the capital in a lockdown for two days or stopping vehicles to prevent further worsening of air quality. The Delhi government, in response, has stated that it is ready to implement a lockdown to control local emissions, but added that it will only be meaningful if the measure is implemented across the NCR and neighboring states as well. But actions like stopping vehicles or trucks or implementing odd-even rules for traffic management is not new and is actually part of the graded response action plan, which are basically set of actions ready to be implemented if the air quality goes above normal levels. But it seems to be not working or being implemented strictly, given that one of the first measures suggested when the AQI is between 101 and 350 is enforcing a ban on firecrackers. Coming back to the point on lockdowns, even if implemented across the NCR, is lockdown the answer to Delhi's pollution woes? Santosh Harish, a fellow at the Centre for Policy Research on Energy and Environmental Issues, says that measures like lockdowns only signal that the government has failed to curb pollution and the only way to reduce air pollution means stopping economic activity. He adds that measures like lockdown will only have minimal impact on air pollution. We do have something called the Graded Response Action Plan, which is precisely you know a, a calibrated emergency response plan. Right? Um, it's... Uh, I, I don't quite understand why every year at this time when uh, it's entirely predictable that these levels sort of shoot up, that we need to sort of keep reinventing the wheel and seeing whether you know what else we can do about this plan. Um, this plan itself is rarely implemented in in its spirit. Uh, it's certainly very, uh, I mean, it, it's also not particularly well implemented even just the way it is sort of written, right? Um, so, it's not obvious to me that we need to reinvent the wheel. Um, I'm actually really troubled by this idea that 
we need to impose impose lockdowns to to control air pollution this is a terrible precedent right i mean it basically says that deco we won't, we can't do anything about it hamsina ho payega we'll shut all economic activities down and only then air pollution levels may decrease a bit but if all the actual impact is going to be rather small because it, it is a much larger problem um shutting down delhi that won't necessarily you know sort of start to make the smog disappear right and you don't want to um, sort of signal to the public that the only way we can control this is by imposing enormous cost and inconvenience on everybody when uh, the the mitigation strategy is sort of well understood you need to be taking action year round on a whole bunch of different sources there are multiple plans um so uh, 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 relying only on these sort of major emergency responses is just not the right way to approach The Supreme Court, in its observations, also pulled up the Delhi government for providing "quote-unquote" lame excuses and "quote-unquote" passing the buck. The court particularly took exception to Delhi government's response to a query regarding the number of mechanized road sweepers, which said that only 69 machines are being currently operated by the municipal corporation. Responding to this, Justice Surya Kant said that "quote-unquote" you are passing the buck to the municipal corporation. This kind of lame excuse will force us to order an audit of your revenue earnings and how it is spent on populist slogans instead of this. This seasonal cry regarding air pollution also points us towards other measures that the Delhi government has taken to monitor or decrease air pollution. And one of those measures which stand out literally are two giant smog towers in Anand Vihar and Connaught Place, which aim to purify a one-kilometer radius around them. But with no assessment on how effective these systems are, it is difficult to tell how much of a dent these smog towers make. And with a total cost, according to a wide report of rupees thirty-six crore, it is certainly an expensive bet. And according to one analysis by Mr. Harish. filtering air outdoors by the way of smog towers has very limited local impact and that they fail any reasonable test of evidence based policy mr harish adds on how smog towers as a pilot project is an unsound and expensive project which may actually invite other cities in india to make the same mistake look i i think uh, basically what the smog tower does is it's like a large scale version of the purifiers that many of us have now been forced to purchase And, and are able to purchase quite frankly um, right so it's um, the idea is that it sucks in uh, polluted air uh, removes the particles and, uh, and and there is cleaner air coming out of it now the the volume of air that affects pollution levels that we perceive is enormous the idea that a, a tower here and there will be able to make any kind of tangible difference to uh justify the cost of setting up these very expensive white elephants um you know it's just it's just nonsense quite frankly right um and you can see why uh why these have been set up there is a certain pressure developing that you know nothing is happening the government should be answerable smog towers are wonderful that way for uh, for for the political class because these are big visible manifestations of your intent to do something right um so they seem plausible um people are, you know are somewhat familiar with purifiers and so on and it leaves nobody worse off nobody has to change their behavior pay higher costs for something which is polluting you know, nothing at all so the polluters don't have to do a damn thing and and the, the hope is that it will still come out clean the air 
Um, so it's, it's it's wonderful as a as a solution, uh, but it just won't work. It's it's very expensive. And I mean, if you look at the small, the, the two small servers that have been set up as pilots in Delhi, one by the Delhi government, one by the Union government, basically on the direction of the Supreme Court, um, and uh, together they have costed more than what has been something like forty fifty crores. Now under the National Clean Air Program. Um, a, a, a large city gets something like 10 crores a year, right? Smaller cities get something like 20 lakhs. And, and to give a sense of what these numbers mean, setting up one pollution monitor costs about a crore, crore and a half, right? Um, and and so you know, like in a in a in a in an environment where meager resources are being provided to air pollution across the country. Uh, spending these enormous amounts on and calling them pilots, but not treating them like that, by the way, because you, you've seen the government sort of take out advertisements and uh, launch these with like a great deal of fervor, as if they are the, the real deal, that they're solutions. Um, it's, it's, it's a terrible precedent. And, and you're already seeing other cities setting up smoke towers, looking at Delhi. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of great concern. Now, coming to the most common source of air pollution in the capital, which most people point fingers towards, is stubble burning. And the issue of stubble burning by farmers in the state of Punjab and Haryana has been persistent for several years, since they usually contribute around 17-44% to 44 of Delhi's pollution. In one of our previous episodes at the Big Story Podcast, we did a deep dive into why farmers burn crop year after year. And if you have missed that episode, you can find a link to that in our show notes. But this year... The situation was different, with farm fires, according to an NDTV report, only contributing 10% share in Delhi's severe pollution status. And the Supreme Court, after the centre pointed out this fact in the hearing, was quick to slam the Delhi government's affidavit, which reportedly only blamed the farmers for the pollution. But even if stubble burning is contributing a lesser percentage of pollution to the atmosphere, it will still exist as a problem if the farmers do not find another cheaper and faster way to prepare for the next season. So, is there a way around stubble burning or a win-win situation for all? According to Mr. Harish, even though solutions like happy seeding machines have been subsidized, a deeper conversation regarding incentivizing these solutions to farmers needs to be had among policy builders. Uh, I mean, I want to take a minute on this is question of the role of stubble burning uh, because there are lots of different numbers that are bandied about. Um, I mean, I think the thing to understand about stubble burning is it's an important episodic source. Right? So during these two, three weeks, it certainly plays a significant role. There are estimates out there that, you know, like the, the daily contributions could be as high in some days as 40 or 50 percent, right? Um, and depending on farm fires, meteorological conditions, wind speeds, you know, it can, it can also come dramatically down in just a couple of days. Uh, in fact, this has just happened. Uh, it has now come down. The estimates are, you know, something like 8 or 10 percent or something. It was like 50 percent to weight back. Um, and over the course of the winter, and certainly over the course of the year, the share of stubble burning uh, for air pollution in Delhi or in the larger Indo-Gangetic plain is, is much more modest. Um, the, the trouble is that every year, like clockwork, we sort of wake up to the issue of air pollution when you know, it becomes so obviously um, perceptible. You can see it, you can smell it. Um, the, you see images of these farms being set on fire. So, so this, this, it's sort of visibly more obvious and therefore it gets so much attention, I think. Um, it's, it's unfortunate because it's also the only time people pay attention to air pollution and to sort of 
portrayed as a single major source, right? Um, now, in terms of the solutions, um, I fear that we have sort of uh, avoided having the serious conversation on sort of the long term here, right? Um, what has the what have the governments done? Um, you know, to be fair, they have put considerable resources behind subsidizing uh, these happy feeders, right? So essentially these uh, agricultural equipment that uh, make, uh, that, that allow farmers to, 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 uh, uh, to sow uh, uh, the paddy, sow wheat rather, without necessarily having to get rid of the residue. Um, and uh, you know, while the, while these have been sort of, while there's significant stock available with uh, farmers in Punjab, in many ways, you've discovered the upper bound on how much it can be used at scale. Um, it's not obvious to me at all that the the approach here, you know, should be technology fixes like happy feeders. Um, there is a deeper issue uh, in terms of like the crop choices itself, which has now been fairly widely recognized. Um, and as much as it manifests for us sitting here in Delhi, for example, as Air pollution, uh, the the cropping choices are also, you know, for groundwater levels, it's a huge crisis. It's a it's a ticking time bomb, um, and and so there are many many reasons to have that longer, harder conversation on how you move farmers away uh, from the paddy wheat cycle. Um, I, I'm afraid that most of the things that we have looked at so far are. And I wouldn't say they're band-aids, but they're certainly very near-term type uh, attempts at people. Um, and, and I think it's, it's about time that, that we have a conversation with the farming community to sort of figure out the longer uh, path ahead. Uh, what alternative crops could be viable? What kinds of incentives are required? As, as you know, there are various input subsidies that, uh, that lock farmers into this paddy cycle in many ways. So you know, what do we do about those? Um, I, I really think we need to have that Mr. Harish adds that the only way to cut air pollution and to stop the cycle of smog every year is to cut the emissions at their source, whether it is thermal plants or household burning of fossil fuels. 83% of India is exposed to air that is more polluted than the national standards. Um, if you compare the, the, the standards, the guidelines of the World Health Organization, that's basically almost the entire country. right? So this is a national problem. Um, what needs to be done in terms of like a, a long-term systematic effort? Um, basically, the only way to cut air pollution is to reduce emissions at their source, right? And as you discussed, you need to tackle multiple sources in parallel. Um, so, uh, so we, we discussed a couple of important efforts in terms of that regional coordination through the CHUM uh, that that you tackle these different sources. Uh, some sources have been. Uh, considerably neglected uh, in, in in the you know actually for, for a long time now. Uh, for instance, household burning of solid fuels for cooking, for heating, and so on um, is has been estimated to be the single largest source of pollution exposure outdoors, right? In addition to very high exposure indoors, uh, this has been almost completely outside the imagination of air quality management in India, despite these large numbers, right? Um, at heart, it is an energy access problem. We need to be able to provide um, uh, crores of households access to affordable and reliable uh, uh, fuels for cooking, basically, for instance, LPG, right? 
Um, and uh, so the Ujwala program was an important effort in providing that connection. But uh, over the last year, for example, subsidies have been completely discontinued. Um, and I mean, I think one of the, the important areas of work is to ensure that uh, we are able to make LPG affordable to millions of households. Uh, this has a disproportionate impact on women, uh, on infants, right? Um, has, has huge health consequences. I think that so sources like that, uh, it, it's important to tackle. Basically, we need to zoom out of this Delhi, November type uh, framing um, and, and, and focus on year-round throughout the country. At the Big Story podcast, we have done several deep dives and analysis into Delhi's pollution crisis and also the effects of climate change. You can find a link to those episodes in our show notes. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.